With me, Richard Innes. And me, Steve Meyer. For this episode, we welcome back friend of the show, Han Sun from Daddy Life, who has done some very, very interesting research into a subject close to the hearts of many fathers, flexible working hours, or as it may be, uh, not so flexible. Enjoy. Han Sun, thanks very much for coming back on the podcast. It's great to talk to you again. Brilliant to be back, guys. Thanks so much for having me back on. Um, you, you guys have done some research which caught our Rich and I's eye, which is why we wanted to talk to you again. Can you tell us a little bit about the research and what, what you found? Absolutely fine. Yeah, so we've just launched a report called The Millennial Dad at Work, and you can find it on daddylife.com. And it's a research program we have completed with just over 2,000 working dads uh, across every region of the UK, uh, broken down into um, different job sectors as well. And what we wanted to discover is where dads are feeling that tension at work, where specifically and what needs to be done to move towards more of that equalization of parenting at work um, as well as home. Uh, so what we found in some key highlights is that the number of the dads, the working dads who said that they were actively involved actually was exactly the same figure as dad index, um, funny enough. So you know, nearly nine out of 10 dads profiled being actively involved in the home. But what we found is that there's a huge tension in terms of how dads are treated at work uh, in order to make that happen. So even though most agreed that they thought their organization would support active fatherhood, what's happening in practice is that actually huge disparities between what flexible working dads are requesting versus what they're actually being granted. So as an example of that, um, 14% of all the dads we surveyed said that they'd requested working from home one to two days a week since becoming a dad, but less than one in five had actually been granted it. And that gets even lower in certain industries, um, unfortunately. And that's just one example. So we, we profile each and every different type of flexible working pattern as well within the report. Um, and as a result, a third of the dads we profiled actually said that they changed jobs since becoming a dad. That's remarkable. Um, so th- one in three people have said they've changed jobs yeah. just on the basis of becoming a dad and needing to, to change their arrangements. That's right. That's, that's right. Amazing. And then, But another third on top of that are actively looking. So you've got two-thirds who have either changed or actively looking, which has some huge ramifications around talent retention, around line management, um, and also, unfortunately, some really really negative effects of that as well. So we found that as a result of that, as a result of that tension, we've profiled where exactly in the organization they feel that tension from in terms of employers, colleagues, partners in some cases as well. it's actually having quite a huge detrimental impact on their mental health. So over a third had actually said that they are sort of regularly negatively affected in terms of their kind of mental state, um, having to kind of be present around both. And the sense of real dad guilt is emerging as yeah. well. Well, we um, talked about we've, we've talked about dad guilt many, many, many times mm. in this podcast. I don't know when you when you came on previously, uh, you know, right back at the start of, uh, of the podcast life, we we had a very similar conversation. The, the mm. stat, I'm just looking at some of your your results. From, from your research actually and, and one of the ones that really jumped out at me was that 44% of the dads who have requested a change in working hours were unsuccessful so that's that am I right in saying that yep. means that nearly half of the men who have gone to their bosses and said 
I need to tweak something here because I've got now I've got a baby to look after. Nearly half of them have been told no chance on your bike, carry on. Yep. That's exactly what that's exactly right. I mean, that does not say much for the state of the UK workplace because that, that presumably includes all manner of types of jobs. We're not talking about, you know, uh, liberal metropolitan elites like Steve and myself. No, We're talking no. about men across the country in yep. various levels of work, and half of them are being told you can't even change your working hours because you want to help look after your kids. And I would like to That's know. Correct. That's correct. I would like to know, and I'm sure you don't know this, but is it other dads telling other dads you can't? Presumably, I mean, yeah, presumably in many cases it will be right because we know that men are more likely to be in. Uh, you know, again, as wrong as that may be, we know the the reality is that men are more likely to be in positions of where they're where they're managers and have have people reporting into them. So yeah, presumably, I guess. I mean, we're making assumptions here, but that will be a lot of fathers who will be telling other new fathers, "Nope, you you need to keep doing what you're doing." I'm afraid. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, so Makes what it. we always um, talk about is that what we're going through at the moment is one of the largest generational shifts that's ever happened mm. in parenthood, and it, it, there is that tension between older generation and newer generation around just that sense of empathy, that understanding of, you know, why, you know, why well, I did it this way, and that was absolutely fine. Why, why should you want that, um, you know, type of thing that's happening, unfortunately, um, all too sure commonplace. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. But I'm, I'm, you know. I'm very fortunate in the sense that when I became a dad and I applied for flexible working and reduced my my hours, my boss, Ben, who's not a dad, he was very open to it. Mm. And, you know, I I now work a four four day week, slightly condensed hours. And, um, you you know, it's great. And I'll be very, I'm forever grateful for that. And, And, you know, continuing as I've changed roles within the business and changed my days off that's been accommodated too and it's it's you know something that the editor of the mirror is very positive about um mm, i yeah. think dads and i think you know broadly speaking i think it should be encouraged but yeah. it's interesting to know there's all these traditional roadblocks that are standing in the way of a lot of dads i agree with you i mean that that's essentially why we've um launched also the dads at work hub um so the hub which is also available on the site is is now our dedicated area to focus on those sorts of case studies those sorts of stories just showing that that sort of change is possible um so we're going to be profiling different dads different working scenarios um every single month to really encourage that that conversation and just show that change is not just possible but really that it should be happening much quicker um and provided a few guides on the hub as well just to make sure that dads feel that they've got the right support and guidance um all the way through so we've got a series of really dedicated guides and some paternity calendar resources uh, just to help dads on their journey as well it does seem to me that this is this is sort of indicative i suppose of a lot of these cultural generational changes that may be going on in a whole different different sort of sets of spheres of, of, of society but when we're talking about parenthood as you said you know there is a massive generational shift going on what tends to happen of course is that there's all this talk and there's a lot of positive talk and a lot of positive sentiment about yes of course yeah fathers should be more involved and that's how it is now and that's the modern day father blah 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 actually converting that into action and day-to-day reality is often a thing that takes God knows how long. And the, right. the results of your survey are showing that, yeah, while a lot of companies might be talking a good game and saying, yeah, absolutely, we're a progressive business and blah, 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 the reality is that they're not actually putting that into place. And sometimes it's a hidden reality. Mm. So it's really easy to say and to sort of change you know, your, a, a policy on your website, on your, your careers website, for instance, about how inclusive you are. But then when it comes to real action, 
that's where it's falling down. Um, so yeah, the part of the hub is really how we shine a light on that. And part of what we've done is actually um, on the hub, we've just created a dad-to-dad mentoring program mm. um, where we're just creating and, and creating a few connections around just a dad-to-dad conversation um, with dads external to the organization. So you can be matched with a dad who's kind of been there, done it, but is, is absolutely you know more embracing and more empathetic mm. and can help another dad through that change. Um, in their workplace so that just kicked off last week as well as as part of the hub so we're really excited about just bringing that to life physically as well Mm -hmm. as online Mm -hmm. i think it's really interesting that um it's it's across the board uh survey rather than you you know the you know i get this feeling that in london in media uh it's a very different approach for dads dads are much more flexible you know you can do drop-offs and pick-ups and people are much more forgiving about it i suspect when you get out of london and you get into perhaps lower paid jobs um it's much harder you know a dad who's working as a warehouse worker perhaps you know out of london is not going to have the flexibility especially you read these stories about um people that work for uh, uh some of the big um retailers who have uh, these you know gps on their body so they know where they are in the warehouse their toilet <laughs> breaks are timed you yeah. don't imagine that guy is going to get much uh, much help when he goes in and says oh do you mind if i uh, work flexibly and the, and the answer might be well you can work nights or you can work days that's yeah. it that's right yeah i think what we found that definitely did come through in the survey and you can see um for certain questions as an industry breakdown as well um so for certain areas actually one of the, the more warming or heartwarming um, insights that we found was actually there's a lot of real positivity happening in construction for instance around mm. different changing hours and flexible hours um but when you come down to uh, i guess more traditional industries i'd say and, and part of that actually includes media and certain okay. regions um there's actually a lot of disparity between what's requested and what's granted and i guess you know given that sometimes the nature of the job means that you know for instance in the medical um sector you know when you're on you've got to be on um, and there's a certain level of flexibility that you've got to count for there in terms of the caveat but what we found is that flexibility isn't always just about in time off or working differently sometimes it's just about the understanding from the employer that you know yes you've got to take your child to that important appointment or you've got to have that time off to change this particular thing um, on this day for a different appointment or for a family reason, etc. So I think beyond even fixed ways of working, just that sense of empathy about the day-to-day understanding is the thing that we found to be um, massively missing as well. Do you find that the, that empathy is more likely to be shown towards more senior members of staff and i, I just Definitely. yeah because because I, I i just sort of quote my own experience here in the sense that uh i'm i'm now perhaps in a more senior role within the business here than i was say three years ago and actually three years ago the nature of my day-to-day work would have made it far far more difficult for me to say actually do you know what i'm going to come in an hour late and work an hour later than i can now because i have a, i have that slight more freedom as a, as a more senior member of staff and i presume that that is borne out by what you found in your survey as well you're absolutely right. So there's a whole chapter dedicated to what we call the flexibility gap. And um, we found that dads who are earning approximately 70,000 or more are far more likely, actually about three times more likely to have their requests granted. But it means that anyone not earning that is unfortunately um, nowhere near the, the level of being requested, um, you know, as, as little as 10%, actually, in some cases. There's a massive gap between those earning more and those not. I wonder if that's as you get more senior, you're more likely to be left to do the job 
yourself yeah. and you're yeah. less micromanaged than if you are on a lower income uh, role. So if you're, you know, if you're yeah. kind of a, a, a senior exec on, you know, earning hundred grand a year or whatever, you're probably going to be running your own diary. Yeah. Who's going to be on top of you saying, why yeah. weren't you in yeah. at 9am? You know, that, yeah. that's, that, that's essentially what it comes down to, isn't it? Is that if you're, if you've got a line manager who sits on top of you on a day-to-day basis, monitoring your work, it's going to be far more difficult, right? Whereas if you have that slight more, you know, a bit more autonomy in your in the workplace. Flexibility. Flexibility, yeah. Flexibility, yeah. No, I think that's a really good point, really fair point. I think the thing that we did differently this year to um, last year's dad index is that we actually profiled the um, partners as well, so the working status of yeah. partner and how that affects the different tensions. Um, and actually, it's a pretty telling story there that we found that more and more partners, both mom, dad, or dad and dad, or, um, or whatever makeup of family, are increasingly working more and more hours, and they're increasingly working more always on. But actually, both are as a result of that actually feeling more tension with each other. So there's a mm-hmm. huge stat around tensions with partners, despite the fact that both may be working and what's happening there. And that tension isn't necessarily a always a money tension um it's, it's really a time tension as well and just that sense of quality time with children themselves um so i think you know there is a real call to action around how we can help really maximize productivity and performance but not necessarily with perhaps previous years gone by um ways of, of managing people and i think that's what it really calls out for that we do need to start rethinking what success at work really looks like and how we can then facilitate that yeah, and I think as well as the standard of living that most people uh, aspire to is sort of within a, within a certain reach. It's it's like, well, how much more do you want? And you start to prioritise where you spend your time. Certainly, that's how I feel. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I've always thought at the back of my mind, I want to, you know, be able to have, you know, live in a home that I can afford. You know, have a couple of weeks' holiday a year. And, and be able to make you know impu- impulse buys uh, mm. above and beyond that. Mm. I'm I'm not seeking you know a Ferrari. That might be my age though. I might that might come to give me in a couple of years, years time. Give I'll, it be, five I'll, years. I'll be down the Porsche garage. Yeah, but, um, when, yeah when I'm next done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and I want to kind of spend time with the kids because I don't like uh, handing over the parenting to other people too much i mean they, they go to nursery but they don't go to nursery all week and i, I and I, I feel like i should be hands-on and that's part of what our thinking where i came into flexible working was because we felt that we we're both working five days a week and we weren't seeing the kids and yeah. uh or we weren't seeing the kid at that point and our kids um and that's why I, I don't work fridays so that i you know and believe you me some fridays i wish i was at work <laughs> but um yeah. you know it, it, it's, it's great and it, you know it won't last forever they'll sooner or later they won't want to hang out with, with dad and then perhaps my working life will change again but um you know i'm fortunate to be able to access that and i, I can't imagine you know what it must be like if you really want that and you can't do it it must be heartbreaking well i think that's why the the stats kind of called out around the mental health effects and just that tension that they're feeling all around you know whether from employer colleague client or even partner that you're right you know actually without that fundamental access to do those things every day can just be a little bit more grating well which is which is going to become dad for a second time in a couple of weeks time well less than that yeah uh, as, as we record this i am the birth of my second child is imminent and actually it's funny <laughs> hearing hearing steve what describe your kind of wants and desires in terms of you know money and work and all that at the moment i think that's perfectly reasonable 
and I think generally I would agree. And then, but then you think, well, actually, I'm going into a situation now where my wife's salary is going to disappear quite soon, mm-hmm. um, and we will be living hand to mouth. And I'm aware that I am going to rack up some debt. Realistically, there will be over the next year, I'm going to be in a position where I'm going to have to earn every penny I can. But realistically, the credit card bill is going to get bigger. The well, savings that- are going to disappear, and that's the reality. Because then. You get, and then you know, but two, three years from now, hopefully, I'll be in a position where things are a bit more healthy financially. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a debt for me to do my share rental. Exactly, leave yeah. Because I didn't get paid. T- because you take the hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, it's like your point, isn't it? That we're we're sitting here, maybe in a position to do that because we're both very fortunate. But there will be people who are living hand to mouth anyway, and then you yeah. throw the baby into the mix, and you think, and it's like you said, there'll be people who want to spend time with their kids who just can't. And my and my my question is really. Where does the tipping point come? Because this all seems to fit into the idea that, you know, more and more within different industries, remote working should be should be eminently possible. And I am sure there are companies, not just within the media, but across the board, where actually somebody could quite easily work from home and talk to people over the internet, do, you know, Google Hangouts or Skype or whatever it needs to be. As we sit here recording a podcast <laughs> over Skype. <laughs> but, there's, but there's no reason. In a lot of cases, it seems to me that it comes back to a cultural thing, that there's this idea that, oh, yeah, if someone's sitting at home, they're probably not doing as much work as they would do when they're in the office. And it, it seems to all tie into the same thing, that there's this tipping point coming where people are going to have to accept that flexibility is part of the norm but where does it in your mind hand where does that where does that tipping point come at what point the companies across the board just realize that this is the future and they're going to have to embrace it i think it's already here i think (laughs) the fact that two-thirds have said that they voted with their feet or are about to um should be a pretty huge wake-up call for the right people it's just whether they want to hear it or not or whether they're happy to let good talent slip um, so like you said two, two-thirds of people just to clarify on that on that statement two-thirds of people have either left their job or are thinking about leaving their job purely because right. they can't have that flexibility that's right that's right so we profiled a few different reasons as to why um, and obviously salary is still a key reason in there but i think over close to 40 percent as you said across both flexibility specifically flexibility to allow me to fulfill my parental responsibilities. That mm. was the question. So it wasn't just flexibility for flexibility's sake. It was specifically about fulfilling parental responsibilities. And that was the thing that almost 40% of people who have either left or are thinking of leaving soon have said. Mm. Well, I, I mean, I'm not an HR expert, but I presume that uh, the big companies like Diageo, Aviva, um, O2, um, who have made these big moves to improve father's rights and father's uh, enhanced pay, they have realised that if they're going to get talent drain, to go out, the cost of go out and re-recruit somebody into those roles they're losing is more expensive than making the changes to their policy to hang on to the Mm. existing staff. That's right, that's right. And I think it's probably no coincidence that there's been more shift of that in the first few months of this year than probably in the entirety of the last two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it feels like that. It feels like almost every other week another company comes out and says, we're a dad-friendly company Mm. or or we're a parent-friendly company. Come Come and work for us. That's right. Uh, You know, I I know there's another newspaper group which has got extremely enhanced, uh, 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 you know, parental... It, it would make you think, I think, if you were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you, you were know, considering moving you anyway, you'd, be, you'd anywhere. think, yeah, but and you, you know you're going to be starting a family at some point or expanding your family, then, yeah, you might think, actually, that will become a massive, massive bonus. Yeah, or if you were thinking about leaving that company. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you think, need... I'm going to lose this. I mean, we've, I know anecdotally from talking to uh, 
mums who have decided to stay at a company because it's got great mm. um, parental benefits for, mm. for them when they've been off. And, and you know, it's no reason why it shouldn't be exactly the same for, for dads. So what, what, do you, what do you think is the future with this hand then? Where, where do you see this all going in the next few years? Well, we hope this can be a real kickstart and a real call to action um, to really drive change for organizations. And I think it's about, it's twofold for me. It's about helping dads, first and foremost, know that it's all right to actually feel this way and actually to want that change. Because I think there is still a lot of tension that, you know, quote unquote, dad should just be at work and that sort of belief and sometimes when you're told that consistently and you're you know, rebuffed say in your request you kind of start maybe thinking that yourself but actually no i think what we want to call out is you should want to parent in a very different way that's okay you should want uh, and have every right to work a different way wherever effective and appropriate so one that actually just changes possible for the individual and then also helping the right organizations um, with their change as well so you know we're inviting more and more to be part of our mentoring program well, we're getting in touch with a few and really i guess what we hope is do the hub by profiling the best um that can be a wake-up call uh, and hopefully set up a little bit of competition between the different organizations as well to say actually you know why aren't we being profiled in this way why aren't we we being thought of as a dad-friendly employer um because some of the stats and the levels of change dads are already voting with their feet um so it's about time that we start to create for us i guess what's what's true equality at work uh, and there's been so much focus on mums and rightly so you know you could, you could argue that there's still a long way to go for mums as well um but for us there's been this missing component this kind of missing 50 percent, if you like around we're only going to get unlocked true equality if we do it for both sets yeah, of parents absolutely right um and that's what we ultimately have to get to that seems like a, a, a good a good point to leave it. Rich yeah. and I are on board, by the way. We're yeah. fully behind this. And, uh, you know, we'd like to hear from anybody uh, who's listening about their parental uh, leave policies and any anomalies, any any issues that they've that they've faced. Uh, you can email us at firsttimedads at reachplc or, or send us a message on Twitter or contact us in the comments section underneath the iTunes uh, uh, area of, of first-time dads because you know we always want to hear from real dads about what's going on. Absolutely, yeah. More feedback, the better, please. Um, and stuff. And Hanson, you know, I'm glad that Daddy Life's doing doing well. Um, and if we can help out any more on the on your on your campaign, and then you know, please let us know, and uh, we'll send people in the direction of the new Dad Hub. That'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll drop you the links after this so you've got them. And uh, I would love to find a chance to profile you guys as well, actually, what you guys are doing because actually, even the podcast itself. It's just a great example, right, of an organization getting their dad voice out there. So I'm sure there's ways that we can hopefully profile and get that out there too. Good, good, good. Up for that. Always a bit of publicity oh, yeah, yeah. for us Any too, free you publicity know. is good publicity as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so Santa, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> good. We'll take you up on that. It's, so on, much, it's on air now, so you're committed to it, my friend. <laughs> uh, cheers, Hansom. We'll, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Charles. Really appreciate cheers, it. Bye-bye. Cheers, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.